You're listening to Work It Mommy, where the goal is for all women, that is all women, no matter your age or stage in life, maybe you're a teenager, maybe you're a grandma, it doesn't matter. We can all come together here as one female tribe, celebrate ourselves, and encourage each other to be the best versions of ourselves. And of course, if you happen to be a mom, be the best mom ever and maintain your sanity while we do it, okay? So today, this is going to be an information-filled episode that is going to really be something that is helpful to a lot of women, okay? Like we all are having periods, okay? And it's something that causes a lot of stress, anxiety, grief. Who wants to have a period? Like, we just, it's so much, you know? And it's just a lot. So this is something that I have done. This is a self-experiment that I did with myself for the very first time over 10 years ago, and I was able to achieve the three-day period. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of start the episode off um, by saying that, of course, guys, you know, I'm not a doctor, of course, right? So these are things that I've helped you know, and research myself uh, to help me with my um, personal health journey, definitely, you know, make sure that this is all information that is good for you. However, I will say this, this is the school of thought that you're always going to get with my podcast regarding most matters, but especially anything that is health related is a holistic and balanced approach. So my approach to the health of my body is this. I want to know what the doctors have to say, all the scientists and the doctors and all those key people. What do they have to say about women's health? Then I also want to know what the nutritionalists, what the herbalists, what the uh, natural community and all of those experts have to say on this subject as well. And I put them together. And so for me, that is really how I have been able to control and improve my health. That's really how I've been able to do it is by subscribing to both schools of thought, not just saying, oh, I don't want to hear anything what that doctors have to say, or I don't want to hear anything what the national uh, community has to say. No, for me, I want both. And I'm going to apply and implement both within those balances for whatever situation um, it, it calls for. So that is the trend of thought and what you're always going to get from me in these podcasts. Okay. So uh, again, I started this three-day period journey over 10 years ago. Okay. Because I had horrible periods like most of us, extreme cramping to where I could not even work, extremely heavy and seven days, very, very heavy period that caused me to even become anemic. Okay. Severely so which wasn't good because you don't ever want to be in a situation, ladies, where your blood count is super low because if you randomly get in like a car accident or something or your blood count was already low, now they need to do surgery on you. So it's, you know, for me and and with my, you know, personal belief system, I just always want to have my blood count up, okay? So addressing the anemia was a big issue for me. I also was someone who vomited the first two to three days of my period every single time. And that could also, was also leading me um, to other health problems, okay? So it was just too much for me. And I decided, I was like, you know what? I have to figure this out. Something is off here. This is just too much. Even though a seven-day period is considered normal and all those symptoms that come with the period are considered 
normal. Normal doesn't always mean um, that was the way it was intended to be. So that thought kind of, you know, really was on my mind and what spurred my research into this. And this is not like my own whole idea of the three-day period. I actually found communities of women, most of which um, are more on the natural uh, way of living, that they started these three-day periods by changing their diet and, and many other things that we're going to talk about here. So I kind of started, I said, well, they're doing it. And they said that they shortened their period. Let me try it, you know? So everything I'm going to give you in today's episode is going to be what I did and what I really strongly feel were the game changers and made it happen for me. So I have attained and achieved a three-day period. Um, I have had a three-day period for quite some time now. And I really, um, I really, really want to share this information because it has changed my life, not having those, those heavy periods and having all of the health problems that come with it. Okay. So in this episode, we are going to talk about five things. Okay. Five things that are imperative to doing this. They are absolutely important. You must do Okay, if you want to achieve the three day period. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and get into those five things now with a couple little other tidbits in there. And then at the end, I will share some more from my personal journey um, with achieving the three day period. Okay, so let's get started with the first one. Number one, this one is going to seem pretty obvious, but you can't ever just over or underestimate this one okay water drinking enough water it has been a complete game changer and again it seems like very obvious but you know what for most of us it's just something that's not on our radar we don't do it enough and i was guilty of it i was not drinking enough water now let me explain to you why from a health standpoint okay the reason you want to make sure you get enough water in is drinking enough water thins your blood and it actually helps to balance the estrogen in your body. So if your estrogen levels are really, really high, you're going to have longer, heavier periods. Okay. And we're going to talk about some more things that will raise your estrogen um, and, uh, and some more on estrogen, but for right now, drinking the water really helps to keep the blood thin and it balances the hormones. It will also help reduce your cramping. Okay. Cause think about it. Our uteruses, right? If that blood is thick, super, super thick, the heavier it is, the thicker it is to those walls. And so the body has to cramp up so hard, like you delivering a baby to push all of that thick, hardened blood out. So if the blood isn't super thick and coagulated to begin with, you're not clotty and all that, you're not going to have those problems. And that was, again, that's another thing that's associated with those heavy periods, right? Is you have tons of clotting. That is a huge indicator. Remember, our periods are our telltale they are our windows into the health of our body. If your period is seven days and heavy, you are not at your optimum health, period. Okay, <laughs> period. <laughs> so having all those clots in there, you are not going to experience that as much once you start regularly. And it's going to take a while. You're not going to see, you're going to see an immediate change the first, first month because I did. But as time goes on and the longer you stick with this path, 
it will drastically continue to make your period better and better and better, okay? So again, make sure that you drink enough water. Now, how much water you need, you are going to have to, I really suggest um, looking online and putting in your weight. There's like some water calculators that you can find online. Put your weight in um, and your height and all that jazz and calculate exactly how much water you should be having. Most people, it's six to eight glasses a day. Some people it's more, some people it's a little bit less, again, depending on your weight. So, um, but I always say, you know, for the most part, it's really hard to overdo water, um, but it can be done. You can have too much of a good thing. So that's why I'm saying, you know, maybe consult with a doctor or whatever and really get a good idea of how much water you should actually have, okay? Now I wanna say add with that, when you drink your water, have some fruit, one piece of fruit throughout the day because what that does is it improves how your body absorbs the water. This is what I've learned. This stuff is on National Institutes of Health. I'm like, wow, who would have known, you know, because it has those natural electrolytes like Gatorade has. You can get that naturally from a piece of fruit. So have a piece of fruit, you know, at least a piece each day and drink and drink and drink and drink your water, okay? So again, the water is going to help to balance your estrogen and keep that blood thin so it's not getting stuck in the uterus and causing that massive cramping, okay? Now, uh, this one right here, now I have to tell you this number two one I'm about to go into, the struggle was so real with it, ladies. The struggle was so real because this is ingrained into my soul, okay? This is part of my roots. I am a Southern girl at heart, you know? So the number two one is greasy food. Girl, put that greasy food down, put it down, put it down. Now, I'm saying put the greasy food down, but truth be told, have a treat day for yourself. You can get a one day a month, you know, where you can go ahead and have your greasy food day. Have your fried chicken, fried fish, you know, collard greens with the fat back, whatever you want, you know, just limit it to one day. Don't eat like that every day. Now, this one was really hard for me to do to give up the greasy foods, you know, because like I said, I love my fried chicken. So I had to really say, you know what? my health is messed up. I had to make a conscious effort to do these self experiments. And that is really what it's about. You must self experiment. You must say, why, you know, is my period heavy? Why did this happen? What am I doing? Sometimes we notice like, oh, this month, my period was lighter. And then we go on with my, with our business. Oh, today it was six days instead of, you know, seven. Stop and ask yourself why. Okay. What did I do different this month that caused me to have a one day shorter period? Think about it, you know? And so that's how you get familiar with yourself and you really get into self-experimenting. So this one, when I eliminated the greasy foods, I saw a huge difference with the heavy and thickness of the blood that I was losing with my menstrual flow. I mean, huge. And that, that one was apparent the first month okay, that I eliminated the greasy foods. So now let me tell you why you want to uh, eliminate the greasy foods, because we need to know the why. When you understand what you actually doing to yourself and how it's affecting your health, that is really what motivates the change. And that's what I want you to do for your own health, you know, let's change, okay? So what the greasy food does is, let's think about our intestines, right? So dairy is also linked in with the greasy food. So when we uh, consume dairy and greasy foods, okay, 
what happens is our small intestine, and again, this is according to the National Institutes of Health, uh, those greasy foods go into the bloodstream and thicken the blood because when once our food hits our small intestine, that is where the um, absorption process kind of takes place, okay? So again, it, you eat it, right? In the mouth, they go to fried chicken down the throat, grunt, then it hits your stomach, you know, and all this stuff, or your gallbladder is giving it juices, your pancreas is giving it juices to break everything down. Then bam, it lands in your small intestines and you've got these little receptors okay, in your small intestines that absorb the nutrients there and push it out into your bloodstream. So if you have had something, again, the fried chicken, what we using for this illustration, okay, all that grease is going to go into your blood and that grease is going to thicken your blood. Now, another way to illustrate what happens when you got grease on a pot, right? It's hard to get that grease off of there, okay? You got to use, you know, some Dawn dish soap. You may have to soak it a couple of days. So that's what happens when that blood gets absorbed into the bloodstream. And then, of course, your organs are also absorbing it. It's been put out to all the places it needs to go. But the uterus is very absorbent, okay? It's very absorbent. So it absorbs all that grease and holds it there. And you know what it creates? Fibroids. Okay, so a lot of women who have heavy periods also have fibroids. Now, another way we can see, okay, this was an energy I mean, you know, is this really a legit thing? Does grease really make your periods heavier? Then let's look at some statistics. That's what I always like to do. Let's break it down. Let's look at numbers. So to kind of get this one, I said, okay, if I'm saying greasy foods, you know, are contributing to women having fibroids, then it would make sense then to see like what women are more prone to having fibroids based on the diets that they eat, okay? So get a load of this. So the proof, who statistically eats the most greasy foods? Let's think about this and I hate to say it, okay? Black Americans and Latinos with Indians being a close second slash third, okay? we have the greasiest foods okay so think about our diets of course you know you got the southern black diet of you know fried mac and cheese you know all that you know pork chops you know fry them and then double fry them again all right so that's 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 our diet that's the foods that we like those are the foods that i love and I fit into that category. And all the women in my family have always had fibroids, you know, and, and this is also become, it becomes inherent, you know, after a while when generations, you know, we keep doing that. Same thing with the Latina diet, you know, um, now that, that depends on which part you're from, you know, like, okay, that phrase Latina can apply to a lot of dish, a lot of different national groups but typically um you know those that are from like the mexico region and those who have um, more dairy included in the diet tend to have more um fibroids as well and then of course we know our indian foods you know a lot of those sauces are very very thick um butter and cream based sauces that have um, a lot of grease um animal grease in them um, that just really, really um, is problematic. So these three groups 
statistically, and these are not my statistics. Again, look them up on the National Institutes of Health. Go to all the women's health organizations. Go to the Mayo Clinic. They have published research studies regarding all these statistics. But Black, Latino, and Indian women are the women who suffer the most with fibroids and have the heaviest periods, okay? And again, our foods that we eat, we eat the most greasy food, okay? So that's how we're able to, to draw that logical conclusion there and see mm, the greasy foods are a problem for us, okay? Now, those statistics, though, um, do change. Of course, American women um, in general, you know, we consume a lot of greasy food as well. And that includes like everybody. It really just depends on what your diet is and what your mama's diet was and what her mama's diet was. So anybody can really fall into these categories at the same time, okay? So again, we have to watch the greasy foods and this one made a huge difference in my cramping and the duration of my periods the first time. When I first um, eliminated the greasy foods that first month, I got down from a seven-day period to like a five-day period just from that one month that I made the change. That one month and I was like, nope, no greasy food. And it was just amazing. I didn't even know that I could feel that good, you know, because I just always had horrible periods. Okay. Now, we are on the third thing that we have to do to really get down to this ideal three-day period, okay? And that is eat raw fruits and veggies to get phytonutrients, which give us phytoestrogen, which helps to regulate our body's estrogen, okay? So there is a whole lot to say about estrogen. There's different types. You know, there's phytoestrogen that comes from plants, like most plants have those, you know, so you get a little bit from your foods. Those are like really good estrogens. Then of course we have the estrogen that our body makes. And then we have O estrogen, which is a different type of estrogen that our body makes. So there's so many things and I could go on a whole tangent on estrogen, but I will just say in a nutshell, ideally you want to eat raw fruits and veggies because it's going to help again, balance your body's natural estrogen and make it healthy and not make your body become over estrogenized, which then leads to, unfortunately, it's estrogen sensitive cancers and things like that. Okay. Never play around with like raising estrogen and things like you want to try to keep your estrogen at the natural lower levels. Anytime, you know, you're getting into trying to raise, it's just going to be, it's, it gets scary. Okay. It's the same reason after you have a baby, you know, of course your estrogen levels spike ridiculous when you have a baby. So if you notice the doctors will monitor you a lot closely, they're checking you a lot more for breast cancer and things like that, because they are aware, very aware of estrogen sensitivity around that time. So that's just to illustrate the importance of understanding estrogen in your body, maybe get your estrogen tested. Um, you know, especially if you want to, you know, go ahead and do this three-day period challenge to kind of see where you're at and where you want to be with your estrogen levels in your body. So again, the raw fruits and veggies are going to help to regulate your natural estrogen, get it in that healthy place where it's supposed to be. And that in itself will, again, 
reduce your period length. It will reduce the flow. It'll make it much lighter. And again, those, when we eat those raw foods, right? Okay, I'm gonna just pretend we're doing an apple for this one, okay? So bite the apple, goes down into the belly. We got our digestive juices breaking it down. Bam, hits the small intestines. Now it's pushing out all those healthy vitamins, minerals, all those things that our estrogen thrives on to balance itself, okay? And so now by the time that blood makes it to your uterus, it's like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna go here and do what I have to do and I don't have to stick around. So then your period comes and it's like, okay, we can easily shed this and prepare for, you know, the next month. It just, I'm telling you, when I started including more raw fruits and veggies into my diet, the difference has been, I just can't tell you. I, I really just can't even describe it. Now, first part of my journey, like I started doing those other things that I mentioned, the more uh, the water and the greasy foods, uh, eliminating the, the greasy food. But then it was a little bit later when I really started eating raw veggies. Like I was eating a lot of cooked veggies and I was like, yeah, that's fine. But when you're eating those raw veggies, you get it like a nutrient boost. Okay, it's like having a vitamin shot or like a vitamin IV, like straight into your intestines and it can immediately go and do what it needs to do. So making sure you include not just the, you know, cooked, let's say you did green beans for dinner, you know, whatever, that's good, but not as good as having some raw veggies, raw fruit in your diet. You want to eat those nutrients when they're still alive. You know, so like example, when you bite an apple or you like make your own apple juice in like a blender, a Nutribullet, you see that fizz that comes off? That's all like life and energy because that plant is taking in that energy from the sun and it's stored it right there for you to hum, take that bite, okay, and get it into the bloodstream. So you want to get that living nutrients into your body. That is going to help balance your health. That is going to help give you a lighter period. Okay, because if your body doesn't have the nutrients that it needs in it, you're going to experience those thicker, heavy, heavy periods. Okay, now we're going to get into some things that are really going to kind of help to to settle your estrogen um, and less cramping and all that even more. Okay, so we're on our fourth thing that we have to do now, which is green tea. Okay. So there are a ton of natural herbal um, vitamin things that you can do. There's supplements out there. If you like to use supplements, you know, a lot of people juice, do green smoothies, whatever. But I really do suggest people to include green tea. And the reason I say to include green tea is because it is a really good way to get some like micronutrients into your body. Green tea, we all know the benefits of green tea. I had a whole podcast episode on the benefits of green tea for women's bodies. So if you haven't, I would really suggest going through the podcast and checking that episode out and seeing all of the benefits that green tea does for our bodies. It helps with cellular turnover, okay? It helps to um, regulate your estrogen. It also helps also your um, breath, uh, breath, breast, and overall health, just because it's getting those micro minerals and, and things into your bloodstream, okay? It's also good to drink green tea because 
you know, I was reading some somewhere, and this is kind of um, if you're at all interested or have done any research into Chinese medicine, they're very much into having sometimes um, room temperature and even hot liquids that are very dense in nutrients because the body absorbs that a little bit better as opposed to cold things. So that's why I feel that the green tea also is another great way to boost your female health and to reduce the length of your periods because you're going to drink the tea hot, right? And that goes right there into, into your, your small intestine and your body's able to absorb it really, really good because it's nice and warm. Okay. So again, look up the benefits of green tea. There are a ton Okay, that it's so good for you It's so good for your woman's health and um, implement that one. I did notice a big improvement as well with specifically my cramping when I had more of the green tea in the diet. So I would definitely recommend making sure that you do that fourth one of having the green tea. Now, this one right here is another one. It even loads me. I've been on this journey for years now, but it's still loathsome on this one because I'm like, oh, I miss this one a lot. I love this one. This is my favorite thing to eat. Sweets. You have got to eliminate all that extra sugar, okay? There's just no other way to say it. And I was a sugar freak. Let me just tell you, you know, like, any type of like cake or cookie pastry. I'm a pastry person. Give me a pastry or like a pie, a cake. I want to eat the whole thing. Like I really, really do. I really want to eat the whole thing. Okay. But we can't do that. And I would be like, okay, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a little bit of something every day. Nope. That ain't going to work either, sis. Step away from the sweet now. You know me, I got to have some kind of treat now. Y'all can take everything away, all right? I'm not going to just sit here eating carrot sticks for the rest of my life either, okay? You got to have that balance, you know, got to make life worth living. And I like the way good food tastes in my mouth. So what I do is I limit my sweet treats to once a week, okay? This has been the game changer for me. Now, for some of you, it might be the water, the game changes, the greasy foods. All of these have been, you know, significant changes for me. But the sweets has been the game changer immediately. So, again, I went through this years, my self-experiment. So, like, first year I did this and this and this. And the next year did that, I did that. The sweets thing was the last thing I eliminated because I was like, look, I'm still trying to eat my sweet. I ain't trying to hear that. Although I had read it a million times, even a doctor told me, mama told me, everybody told me, stop eating all that sugar. You know, you been doing nothing but making your periods heavier and longer. I wasn't trying to hear it. Okay. But finally, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm down to like a five day period now, but I really, you know, if I've been able to shave it down from seven to five, what else can I do? And I'm still like, I'm feeling better, but I was still occasionally vomiting and occasionally like, you know, it would just still be really bad. And I said, you know what, I'm gonna have to go ahead and knuckle down and, and eliminate all these sweets that I'm having. I can't sit up here and have 
you know, sweet cereal in the morning, two cookies for lunch and a cake for dinner. Uh uh-uh, Can't do that because I'm also about to give myself type two. Don't want that. OK, so um, I was like, OK, let me do it. So I did. And the first month, sis, the first month that I did it. I went from a five day period to like barely a four day period. I was like, are you kidding me? And I had not one time that I threw up. That was a game changer again, because until that point, I was still throwing up. Okay. And I was just like, I can't keep throwing up like this every time I have a period. This is ridiculous. This is affecting my health. The first month I took out the sweets, I did not throw up one time with my period. And so I was just like, this is it. This is what my problem has been all along. And I have to commit to this because I love the way I feel right now. And although I love them cakes and cookies and pastries, I got to put them down. I I just can't do it no more. So um, I found some really good alternatives, you know, and natural alternatives. I don't do a lot of like Splenda and all that, like artificial sweeteners, you know, sugar-free this, that. Don't want it because now you replace my sugar with some random chemical. No thanks. So I just take you know, a regular pastry or whatever, instead of having several throughout the week, I just save it. My treat day is Friday. Okay. So Fridays, I will sit back at the end of the day, you know, with the kitties in bed and just have myself, you know, a little cookie or donut, whatever I want to have. And I just savor. <laughs> I be saving your girl savers. Okay. I'm like, oh, I've been waiting for you all week long, baby. Here we go. it is so incredibly difficult. It's difficult, guys, but it's worth it. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm not going back to that. I'm not going back now. I lost my mind in the pandemic because I was getting depressed. I'm like, oh, the pandemic, I want something yummy to eat. This sucks. So your girl started picking out on that chocolate hummus that I put in another review. Now that's a good alternative because you don't get any dairy in that. You know, you get a little protein from the chickpea, but still it does have sugar in it. So I was putting that stuff away, just putting it away. And what happened? I went from a three-day period to a a four-day period, and I had some pain. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh, girl, back it up. I'm not trying to go back down this road. So you see how quickly the, the body can revert. So it took me, because I was doing that with the hummus and a couple other things for like three months where I was just like maybe two to three times a week, I was having something sweet like that. And that was um, not what, you know, not the path that I was on. And so I started noticing the the periods were getting longer, heavier, more cramping, feverish, all that stuff that comes. And I was like, no. So it took me three months to get like that. It took me three months of not doing that and going back to my healthy routine for me to get back to my three-day period. So again, this has all been self-experiment. I will self-experiment. I experiment with all kinds of stuff on myself, guys. You know, from products, any product you see, I've self-experimented with it. You know, skincare product, hair care product, whatever. But I also experiment, do these little healthy experiments with my health. Like, okay, here's where I'm at. Like, you know, when I go for a checkup, here's what my numbers are. What can I do here to improve? Okay, here's some foods that can help me in this area. 
and then go back again, draw the blood. Ah, it worked. It helped, you know? So get into self-experimenting. Work yourself and see what you actually got going on and address those issues, okay? So again, for me, the sweets thing was really, really huge. I decrease now and maintain only one sweet treat a week. And now let's talk about why the sweets. And this is where I think most of the women, most of us are at. And I'm telling you, girl, if you kick these sweets to the curb, you are going to see a amazing difference in your period. Okay. So what sweets do is they raise our bad estrogen. Oh, my word. So not only are we making ourselves feel better, feel worse when we have a period, excuse me, we're raising our bad estrogen. You don't want to do that. That is going to cause you more health problems. You don't want to start increasing your risk of getting that C word. Okay. We don't want that. All right. So That is what the sweets really do. They raise our bad estrogen levels, which causes cramping, nausea. That is a telltale sign that your estrogen levels are getting to a point where they shouldn't be is when you are really, really nauseous with your period and when you're throwing up with your period, get that message checked fast because that's going to do nothing but lead you to problems down the road, okay? Um, So again, please, you know, make sure that you're able to do this. Now, let me tell you the other thing that I noticed when I stop having so much of the sweets, you know, usually when you have your period, right, you get that breast tenderness and like they hurt up, girl, that sweets, eliminating that reduce the breast tenderness as well with the periods. And again, our breast estrogen is flowing through our breasts. All right. So that is again, a way that you can tell if you're doing something you're not supposed to do. Okay. And once you start your healthy path and you see, wow, my breasts are not as tender with my period. Now my breasts, I barely, the only place that's active when I have my period now is like my uterus. I don't have no nausea, uh, you know, no diarrhea, no headache, none of that, no breast tenderness none of it okay since i eliminated the sweets minimal premenstrual and menstrual symptoms okay that's what you want and again when i lost my mind here during the pandemic and started raising it back up i saw all them symptoms coming back oh snap my breast were tender i was like oh no we didn't already got this out no 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 i'm not going back to the tender breast the headaches the nausea none of it none of it So again, guys, I really hope that me sharing this with you um, is encouraging to you to do this three-day period self-experiment. Now, let me tell you, it's not going to be an overnight thing. You are going to see some immediate changes the first month for sure. You're going to be like, oh, my period was a little shorter. It was a little lighter and I feel a little better. The longer you do it, which I challenge you, three-day period for three months, with me, let's do it. You are going to notice a huge difference. Okay. You're going to notice a huge difference. All right. So again, just kind of a recap, you know, um, with my personal experiment, experiment of attaining the three-day period, the things that really helped me was drinking lots of water, avoiding the greasy foods, eating raw fruits and veggies, drinking green tea, and most importantly, decrease the sweets okay only one sweet treat a week that means you get four in a month and that's it sis that's it okay 
Um, now I want to talk to you about something that I really hope you guys will join me on. So I kind of alluded to it already in this episode, but that is the three day period challenge. Now I have a Facebook group, um, that is associated with this podcast is called work at mommy marketplace. Um, and in this uh, marketplace, it's a really great place for us because not only do we share like our business things, you know, for all of us, maybe you sell, you know, handmade goods or something like that. But I also, for me, my goal with it is to share useful information and to kind of get into doing these self experiments together. So what I hope you will do is I hope you will um, sign up for the three day period challenge. All you have to do is log Uh, I'm sorry, join the Facebook group, which will be linked everywhere. And I'll have it on my social media as well. Join the the Work It Mommy um, group, okay? When you join the group, all you need to do is click the post that says, I'm taking the three-day period challenge. Like that post and leave your comment saying that you're gonna join the experiment, okay? And we will share updates. Um, each month of how we are progressing, how are we feeling, what changed for you this month, you know, what symptoms have lessened, you know, how has your flow gotten lighter? Let's do this together because this is really, really, really good information. And this is really something that's going to help us all like come together and really see when you can see, you know, we always talk about research studies and statistics. This is your own research study right here. Why not be a part of it? Because experiences don't lie, you know? Like if we are all in there sharing our experiences and we're able to see that, yes, you know, this group of women are getting results from doing this challenge, how powerful is that? How impactful is that? How encouraging is it to keep you on that journey long-term? And again, I've been on this journey for over 10 years now and I'm not going back because I can't be doing that stuff that I used to do. Uh Uh-uh. Okay, so um, I really hope that you will join with me. Um, I'm going to have a couple posts about the three-day period challenge. And yeah, so it's just going to be a really, really, really um, good time um, these three months. And I hope you will join. All right, ladies. So I really hope that this information has been helpful to you. If you have been listening on podcasts for this one, I would encourage you to also, when you have time, take a look at the YouTube video for this episode as well, because it will show you um, graph some graphics and some like things that will be on the screen displayed. I have one graphic that is really going to be good. It talks about um, the digestive system. And it even gives like a little, um, uh, almost like a little chart. I found it on Pinterest and it's by Plate Joy. And it talks about all the symptoms of your period, why you have those specific symptoms and what you can do to actually get those symptoms to minim- um, minimize a bit. So I would definitely recommend you to hop over and take a look at all the graphs and things that I'm going to have on the YouTube channel for this episode. All right, ladies, I really hope this information has been helpful to you. I'm really excited and pumped about this. I really just want to help women in this area because the struggle, this is a struggle. It's not easy, okay? I just want us to be happy and the best versions of ourselves. All right, ladies, thank you so much for listening to Work It Mommy. Have a great day, and we'll see you in the next episode.